0: Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I am your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind, how do you connect true to you in every part of who you are. I want you to know that all of you is welcome, so sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Hello my beautiful listeners and watchers, Lenaria Gaia here, stoked to be back for episode of 130. Feels like a little milestone every time we reach one of these numbers, 130 is rocking. Lovely to be here. On today's episode we're going to talk about something that I see happen a lot in the body positivity world. There's two things that I want to talk about. The first one is shaming people for losing weight. And the second thing is hypersexualization of body positivity. Because these two topics are something that I see in the body positivity movement a lot that's not being spoken about. The reality is, is that there's a lot of rules that seem to be placed on body positivity around who's allowed to have it, who's not allowed to have it, what are you allowed to do within the confines of your body positivity. And I see a lot of it of body positivity being women being hypersexual. Now, this is not a conversation about sex shaming. By any stretch of the imagination, you could classify me as sex positive by all accounts. Go be the beautiful sex and and have great sex and do you. I don't think that women shouldn't be having sex. The reality is, is that what I see in the industry, in the body positivity movement, is a whole bunch of women using sexuality as the leg in to body positivity. And even if you had someone like Lizzo, right? Lizzo, who I adore by the way, and I think is awesome and has done phenomenal things for the for the Bopo movement, body positivity movement, she's wonderful. And I also see her hypersexualized because she wants to be, right? It's perfect. She wants to do that, she wants to rock on, she wants to be half naked. Hey, you often see me half naked all over the internet as well, in bikinis and underwear and all that kind of stuff. What I find really interesting and on the verge of damaging is that is the message that says that we must be sexual and we must like what our body looks like in order to be body positive when it's simply not true couldn't be further from the truth body positivity is not about flaunting anything it's not about going around wearing skimpy outfits or sexualizing yourself in any way that doesn't make you feel comfortable. Body positivity, as far as I'm concerned, is about understanding that it is your body and that you can express it however you want to. And it's about being comfortable in your body, to love the skin that you're in. And if you wearing skimpy clothing or being hypersexual isn't for you, then I think that we run the risk of excluding a whole bunch of people who Maybe like you, don't want to go around in bikinis, don't want to go around in, in skimpy outfits and show your ass to the world. It's okay if you don't want to do that. You can still be really body positive and cover up your body as much as you want to. I think that body positivity, body positivity really needs to be about embracing the body that you have the way that it is right now and expressing yourself however you want to be that in short sleeves, be that in not. I've always said that it's not what you do, it's why you do it. So what's important, really, really important here to remember, my listeners, is that you don't have to do or be or say anything that you don't want to. That's the reality. When it comes to your own body, you get to express yourself the way that you want to express yourself. I see it a lot and it leads me into this kind of weight loss shaming that happens in the body positivity movement as well that you you get to express your body however you want it to a lot of small women are excluded from body positivity their body image as you know doesn't affect them they get called skinny bitches who he has ever been skinny and been skinny shamed yeah happens right In fact, somebody reached out to me on Instagram the other day in reference to one of the reels I put there about body shame not discriminating, and she said, I find it so difficult because I'm the skinny bitch that people wish that they had my body. And they come up to me and they go, oh, my God, I would be so confident if if I had your body. I wish I was as beautiful as you. I want to be beautiful like you. And as a result, she's actually insecure. She's insecure because of her beauty. And I can almost hear, I can almost hear the eye rolls. People go, oh, my God, how poor thing. She's so beautiful. But here's what we've got to understand. Body shame does not discriminate. And however you appear in the world, you have every right to own that. This is not just for big girls in big bodies. Yes, it's probably where the, the body positivity movement started. It was by big women in big bodies saying, Screw this. I don't want to abide by your beauty standards. But how can we possibly say it's only for plus side people? How can we say it's only for medium sized people? Because I don't know about you, but nearly every single woman that I've ever spoken to, every single woman that I've nearly ever spoken to about their bodies, be that a 10 year old girl all the way through to a 90 year old woman All different size, shapes, ages and ethnicities, they say that they feel uncomfortable in their body. So how? How can we sit there and say that it's only for fat women, that it's only for women in a big body? No, it needs to be for everybody. And it needs to be for men as well. Body positivity isn't about being hypersexual and cruising around in skimpy clothing. Body positivity is about understanding that you have a body, it is the body that you have, and the more that you accept it, the more that you love it, the more you build a really beautiful connected relationship with your body, the happier, healthier, and shinier you're going to be. And I say healthier, because when we love ourselves, we make different choices. We just do. We are less likely to harm ourselves in the way of maybe our movement or the things that we're eating or our sleeping patterns or what we're consuming in terms of media, we're less likely to do all of those things, harmful behavior, when we are happy with ourselves, when we love ourselves. I love the fact that you've got icons like Lizzo cruising around with her ass out. Because if she was a person with a smaller body, Yeah, she probably would still get some criticism for it. But not as much as she would when she's got a fat ass. And yeah, I'm using language like fat because it's about reclaiming the word. It's about taking it back. It's okay to be fat. And that might cause a whole bunch of people to be like, no, it's not okay to be fat. It's unhealthy. We've all heard this, right? If you haven't, you probably haven't spent a lot of time in the body positivity world. I get it a lot. Yeah, it's all well and good to love yourself, but you shouldn't because you're fat. And it doesn't make any sense to me because we, like I just said, you are more likely to do behaviors towards health and well-being when you accept yourself. You can shame yourself into moving your body. You can shame yourself into dieting. You can shame yourself into restricting yourself to the point of an eating disorder. And you can get a smaller body, but you won't get a healthier one. Plus, to say that only healthy people are allowed to love themselves is discrimination. And that's a strong word. What I really mean by by that is that it it suggests that you have to be a certain way. It makes self-love conditional. And I don't think it is. I think self-love is completely unconditional. And and look, you cannot like what your body looks like and still love it. In the same way that you can be annoyed at your partner for their behaviour but still love them, you can want to change it, and it's okay. You don't have to be any certain way. You don't have to do body positive any way that you don't want to do it. If you want to go flaunt around in whatever, go flaunt around in whatever, but know that that's not body positive. It's you flaunting around. Rock on. I love wearing bikinis. I love wearing crop tops. I love wearing shorts. I'm quite connected to my sexuality and I like being sexy. It's something that I really enjoy. But I was like that at any shape and size I've ever been. Yeah. I was actually like that long before body positivity came along. Because body positivity is about embracing the skin that you're in recognizing that this is who you are and you only get this one body and you can love it and you can be comfortable and you don't have to worry that so-and-so down the road thinks that you shouldn't wear that or somebody thinks that you're fat and therefore unhealthy and therefore lazy. It really is a mindset. It's shifting from I need to get the approval of other people to I need to approve of myself. That's what body positivity really is to me. It's about approving of yourself. The other thing that I see in the Bopo movement is weight loss shaming. I'm not sure if anybody has noticed this. What I do notice in this movement is that they will say, people will say, certain influencers will say that if you intentionally lose weight, then you are fat phobic. Now, might be some thrown away uh, around some words that you haven't heard of before. Fat phobic really speaks to itself, it's like homophobic, right? that there is an ingrained and inherent phobia or fear or distaste or disdain towards fat people in our society, all right, that if somebody is living in a larger body, if somebody is overweight, then they will have less opportunities in the world, they will be less accepted by the world, they will have harder time seeking medical care because it will be assumed that all of their illnesses are from the fact that they're fat. That's fat phobia. And intentional weight loss, which can be linked to dieting, in the body positivity movement will, will often be called fat phobic. that you are playing into the beauty standards of the world. And I disagree, not wholeheartedly, because, again, it's not what we do, it's why we do it. I remember being at a festival once doing a, a, a series of talks as a speaker and someone came up to me afterwards as so very often happened and they shared how how impactful the talk was how much they loved the content how much it moved them and she said to me she goes you know what I, as soon as, as I walked into your talk today I was set on getting a boob job and now I'm not going to get one and I said to her rock on sister you do you I just want you to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons Yeah, not getting a boob job. I was checking in with her. She'd had breast cancer, and the reason she was getting a boob job was to be able to get the curve back in her body. She had to have a double mastectomy. And and there was a lot going on there for her. If you make changes to your body, no matter what they are, being that dyeing your hair, putting mascara on, all the way through to plastic surgery. If you are doing it because you want to chase enoughness, and you think that you will be more worthy more valuable more sought after you have you know you'll be liked better and that and that you will feel more like enough and your sense of self your self esteem and your body image will improve as a result of that then you're kidding yourself it doesn't it's not how it works the thing that actually transforms the way that you see and feel about yourself is your mind that's where all of your limitations have come from anyway So, to say that losing weight deliberately is fat phobic, to me, really goes against body positivity in the first place. Because I know for myself, I have lost and put on 25 kilos five, six, seven times. And the first six times that I did it, it was very destructive for me. Very destructive. The first time I ever lost weight deliberately I was 16 and I hated myself so badly and I thought that if I could just lose weight then all of my problems would go away. That I could feel the way that I wanted to feel, that I could be confident, that I could be self-assured, that I could love myself. I felt that if I could just get the right body then everything would change for me. But I was desperately ashamed of my weight. I was desperately ashamed that I had to lose weight. And so I did it in secret. Talk about disordered eating, right? I would wear two of my most tightest bras and I would strap down my breasts with masking tape and then put clothes on over the top and then wait. It was the middle of winter in a town called Canberra, which is the capital of Australia, if you don't know. And Winters in Canberra, from an Australian perspective, are quite cold. We're talking overnight, zero to five degrees Celsius. Pretty cold for Australia. Frost, snow-capped mountains, that kind of vibe. And I would go running in the dark. As a 16-year-old, I would almost sneak out of home so I could go running so that nobody would see me. And I made sure I stuck to dark streets, not particularly safe, right? I would stick to dark streets and when cars would come, I would hide. And I just stopped eating fatty food because I thought that that's what would work. And, you know, fatty food or high fat food tends to be quite calorically dense. And so I lost weight. I lost about 20 odd kilos that first time around. And everybody praised me and told me how amazing I was. And I was instantly lifted and everything was great. End of story. Wrong. Everybody complimented me. Of course they did wow, you're amazing, you've done so well, you're incredible. But once everybody had seen me, it was just me again. And I was just there, stuck with my own thoughts that told me that I was still not enough because I was chasing external validation. And even though I got the external validation, it wore off. So I needed to chase it again. Is this sounding familiar to anybody? Have you noticed this pattern within yourself that you will chase the external validation? Maybe that's through relationships. It could be through your body. It could be through financial success or career success. Maybe it's having another baby or helping out your friends in drama. Whatever it is, you seek external validation. And as soon as you get it, it feels good for a little bit and then it wears off. And you're left feeling even more empty. Which is what happened to me those first five or six times. To be honest, I've lost count. I would put the weight back on over maybe another six or 12 months. Nobody would say anything to me that I'd put the weight back on. And that's what it's always called, right? The weight. She's put the weight back on. And then she's lost the weight, right? And so another year went by and another shame spiral happened. And then boom, I was like, right, I got to diet and go exercising again. So it did. And that happened on repeat until until my mid-20s where I developed bulimia. Where I was so tightly controlled that I couldn't help but binge one day and I felt so riddled with shame and guilt that I purged everything that I binged. And I experienced bulimia for seven years. Since... The recovery of that since me sort of going on this body positivity journey, even long before it was called that, on this self-love journey of experiencing what it's like to really connect with myself and my body and how can I love who I am in my being rather than just focusing on the aesthetics of my body. Ever since then, probably since about 2017, we're talking five or six years ago now, I stopped weighing myself. I had to in order to recover from my eating disorder. What was really important for me was that I didn't become obsessed with how much I weighed. And I've always been a fairly active person ever since I was about 18 ish. So I moved my body and ate pretty freely. And most of the time, my body stayed around about the same ish kind of weight, overweight, but still about the same kind of weight for years. For years that happened and in 2021, I had to think about that for a second, in 2021 I had a baby and during that pregnancy I put on 18 kilos and after the pregnancy and he was born that kind of initial 15 odd kilos came off pretty well by itself. I didn't have to do much to it, I just went back to eating the way that I was pre-pregnancy, moving my body in a way that I could now that I wasn't you know like waddling down the street. And most of that weight just shifted off me, right? Not deliberate, not intentional, not fat phobic. For probably about a year after that point, my body stayed around the weight that it was. Now, I don't know how much that weight was. I didn't really know because I wasn't weighing myself. But I got to the point, and this is why I know that Intentional weight loss can't possibly always be fat phobic because of the reasons why we do it. Every other time I had done it out of shame, out of guilt, out of deep pain and actually out of punishment. I was punishing myself. That's exactly what was happening. About a year ago, probably about six months ago now, I really recognized in myself that I was feeling quite unhealthy. I was eating probably more, not probably, I was definitely eating more junk food than would have been good for my body. And I was moving, but not necessarily in a big way. I didn't feel strong and I felt unfit. I felt limited by my body. I felt that like, even though I love my body and learned to love my body over the years, I found that I wasn't loving it. Notice the distinction there. I love my body, I appreciate, but am I loving it? Am I giving it love? I'm showing it love from a practical point of view in the sense of my mindset was really different, I was really kind and generous and and loving towards my body emotionally, but I wasn't loving my body physically. You might relate to this as well. Because moving my body in a way that is meaningful and using it in a way that's meaningful, as well as feeding it things that are good for it, getting enough sleep and drinking enough water and doing all the things that we know are gonna make us healthier, I was doing them probably about 10% of the time, 20% of the time. Um, maybe even maybe even significantly more than that. But it wasn't enough to, pardon the pun, tip the scales. Yeah. And so For six months, I pondered my reason why I wanted to lose weight. Before I did a damn thing. Again, it's not what we do, it's why we do it. I needed to get really clear for myself, and I recommend you do the same here. I needed to get super, super clear that I was doing it for the right reasons. And the right reasons for me are doing it as an act of self-love and doing it sustainably over a long period of time that's going to serve me for the rest of my life it's not go on a diet it's not lose it all in three months which is what i had always done previously it's i'm going to work diligently and deliberately towards my best health and i'm going to do that for the rest of my life how can that possibly be fat phobic Because when you love your body when it's fat, you'll love it when it's thin. If you love your body when it's thin, you'll love it when it's fat and everything in between. Loving your body is about accepting where it is right now. And the extension of that from a physical point of view is to really love your body and give it love, be kind to it, connect to it, nourish it, give it what it needs. I feel best when I'm strong. I feel best when I'm fit, when I can go surfing or climb the mountain or feel like I'm capable of stuff. And when I was recently more overweight than I, you know, or have been for a while, I could really feel the heaviness within my body. I know that so many of you can relate to that. And I don't want you to go, oh, Luna said it was okay for me to go lose weight, so I'm going to go on a diet now and punish myself because I'm such a miserable, horrible human because I've, I'm out of shape. No, no, that is not what this podcast is all about. Love yourself. Really beautifully, wholeheartedly build a relationship with you, build a relationship with your body. Listen to it. When it's tired, rest it. Not when your mind couldn't be bothered doing the thing, but when your body needs rest, rest it. But it's pretty likely that your body wants to go. And how is that not body positive? How is listening to my body, how is listening to our bodies not body positive? I'm literally building a relationship with my body. You are literally building a relationship with your body so that you can treat it better. So you can treat you better. So you can have a better relationship where you can live. And irrelevant of whether or not you quote, want to lose weight or change your body in some way, shape or form irrelevant of how that might be how is me getting a tattoo any different from me getting in shape how is me putting on jewelry or straightening my hair any different it's not because of why I'm doing it I straightened my hair I straightened my hair today because it was getting a wisping on the edge and I wanted it to look straight today Not because I'm chasing enoughness. Not because I need to look a certain way to a certain people. Not because I'm appealing to the male gaze. Not because I am trying to be something for someone else. Because when we take pride in who we are, we will express ourselves in different ways. Getting a tattoo. Doing your hair. Wearing makeup. Wearing jewellery. Getting Botox lips if that's what you want to do, man. Getting a boob job if that's what you want to do. If you want to go down any of those lines, do so. Just know why you're doing it. And that's the difference here. We can't just dump losing weight in the category of fat phobia and saying that you are only doing it because you are trying to fulfill some kind of male gaze, patriarchal value system that says that you have to be something different. No, I gave up that a long time ago and I recommend you do the same. This is my body. And this is the vessel that I'm in. You have your body, you have only this one vessel to which you can experience life. And if you want it to be healthier and stronger and fitter sustainably for the rest of your life, then you need to love yourself to do that. Because in the past when I lost weight, in the past when I when I got fit so to speak or went on diets, I was playing into fat phobia i was ashamed of being fat i hated being fat i thought being fat was a moral failing of mine and i thought that i would be more valuable if i was smaller and it's not until now that i'm changing that that i've changed that narrative within my belief systems get coaching Pay attention to people like this. You're watching this podcast and listening to this podcast. This is fantastic. Invest in courses and books and education and a coach and go train your mind first before you train your body or at the same time as training your body. Because now for the very first time in my life, I get to like eat fish and chips because it's delicious and enjoy the fish and chips because it's delicious without guilt without shame and also know that it's sustainable for me that when I ate fish and chips for dinner last night doesn't mean that I'm going to eat fish and chips every night because it's not the best thing for my body my vegetables is going to make me feel better eating fish and chips once in a while is not going to make me feel awful but it will regularly like it will if I do it regularly and so I feed myself vegetables and fresh food and lots of protein, not because I have to be on a diet. I do it because it's an act of self-love. And I don't avoid fried foods and high, high calorie food and all that kind of stuff or oh, I'm not going to have dessert because I'm on a diet. I avoid those things most of the time. Again, not because I'm ashamed or embarrassed or I, I think that I quote shouldn't, but because I know it's not the best thing for my body and I love my body. I move my body because I want to feel fit, healthy, and strong, and my body loves it. So does my mind, by the way. Think about your reasons why. That's the difference that makes the difference here, my friends. Your reason why will impact how you do things. It's okay if you want to change your body. Understand why you're doing it. And make sure that if you are doing it because you feel like crap about yourself, because you have low self-esteem, know that changing your body is not going to change that fact. We've we've made one and one equal five here at some point in time. Changing your body will not bring you happiness. Getting the man of your dreams will not bring you happiness. Getting to the top of your career will not bring you happiness. I know, right? Right. It seems quite absurd because we've been told this our whole lives that if we just line up all our ducks in a row, then we will be happy. But it's simply not true because happiness is an inside job. Build a relationship with you. Build a relationship with your body. Connect deeply in with who you are. Get to know yourself intimately. You're in a long-term relationship with yourself and you cannot get a divorce. You don't need to do body positivity any way that you don't want to. Shine the way that you want to shine. Wear the clothes that you want to wear. Express yourself the way that you want to express yourself. It doesn't need to look like the way that I do it or the way that Lizzo does it or the way that any other person in the entire freaking planet does it because you are you and you're the only one that can do you. Being body positive is about being really comfortable in your own skin, fully accepting and loving who you are, and as an extension of that, loving your body in a way that is meaningful. That eventually, eventually took me, what, six years? Six or seven years of being really deep into loving my body and loving myself before I even thought about shifting body shape or size. And even then, it's not like I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I have to lose weight. Even now, the the thinking is... I want to get in shape. I want to be fit. I want to be strong. I want to feel healthy, and I will feel fitter, stronger, and healthier if I work out regularly. If I eat different food, and as a result of that, I'm probably likely to to shed some fat on my body. Cool. <laughs> the outcome that I'm going for is to feel fit, healthy, and and yeah, fit, healthy, and strong. Not Get people to like me, not up my value because I'm inherently worthy. My sisters, my listeners, you are inherently worthy. Changing your body is not going to change that. No, losing weight is not fat phobic and is far from it, providing that you're doing it from a space of self love rather than an act of self punishment. And really, when push comes to shove, only you know the difference. Maybe your coach does too, if you're if you're hiring a coach. If you are curious about any kind of things like that, my one-on-one coaching services, any of my programs that I run, the courses and whatnot, or you're curious to get my number one best-selling book, Perfectly Perfect, it's available on all good bookstores and I narrated it for Audible as well. So it's on all your listening platforms as well as digital. So digital, hard copy and audio. It's a pleasure to have you here for episode 130 of the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. If you haven't already, I would love for you to leave me a rating. If you get value out of these podcasts, please head to Spotify, head to Apple, wherever you are listening to these podcasts. Go ahead and do that because it just means more people get to hear this stuff. I'm not doing it because it makes me feel better about myself. I do love hearing from you. But I'm doing it, I'm saying this because it means that it gets out there. More people get to experience what it's like to have more confidence with Yours truly, Luna Gaia. Sending you big love. I look forward to seeing you when I'm looking at you next and I'll catch you on the traps. Happy self-loving. Thank you so much for listening to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I hope you feel more confident, more self-assured and ready to go tackle the world's problems and maybe kick ass in some of your dreams. If you haven't already, I would love for you to like and subscribe, follow, and maybe leave a review so that other people know how to find this awesome podcast too. If you're wanting to sink your teeth into something even more juicy, my number one best selling book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body is now available on all good bookstore sites, both in print, digital, and I narrated it for Audible as well. If you think the coaching or maybe one of my courses is for you, why not head to www.moreconfidence.com.au and get in touch and see if we can talk. And of course, you can find me all across the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, which is where you're probably listening now. Or maybe even here on the podcast platform. Sending you big love and wishing you a beautiful day.